The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of MLB DFS Quick It's your Friday, June 4th edition. We got a 15-game slate on tap for you, all 30 teams in action on a Friday. Hopefully, the weather holds on as it looks for now. Little rain in New York, little rain in Philadelphia. Looks like we should be okay, barring something crazy. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at BDentric if you want to join the free fantasy DJ and Slack chat. Just hit me up there with your email address. We'll take care of you in that one. Also, if you give a rating review on iTunes for the podcast, MLB DFS Quick Hits, I would tremendously appreciate that. Uh, my written content five days a week at rotoballer.com, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, the premium values article. If you'd like to become a premium member at Rotoballer, $69 for the rest of the baseball season. Use promo code Bubba for an extra discount. It gets you season-long and DFS content. All the goodies there. Also, check out the Rotoballer YouTube channel where you can watch this show live as I record and watch it later on, on record as well. Uh, subscribe, like, and share all the goodies there. Before we get started, uh, we only have like five totals, so we're not going to go over those because there's lots of pitching changes already, which might have more of during the day on Friday. Also, I'm going to tell you the pitchers I am into on this slate, the ones I'm targeting, and then I'm going to kind of just go game by game with the hitting, uh, the ideas I have for the bats in those games. Some I won't like, some I will, because there's so many players. The player pool so deep, so many lineup issues. Um, going player by player is going to take forever on a 15-game slate. If you have specific player questions, ask me on on Twitter or ask me in the Slack chat. I'll, I'll help you out there. That's not a problem. It's just I'll be just running. I, I could probably spend 10 minutes on the outfield. So we have a ton of options on the slate. And the whole point of quick hits is to get you out of here in 20 to 30 minutes. So if I can make this quick as possible, good for everybody. First look podcast, get you started and go from there. So when we're looking at this slate. we got a couple high-priced pitchers, and the top-priced pitcher is Max Scherzer at 11-4 at the Philadelphia Phillies. Great play if you want to pay up. Zero problems paying up for Max Scherzer. He's a 20-plus point guy regularly with 40-plus point upside. The dude, is a, he's got 20 or more points in all but two starts. He's, he's lights out good. Facing a Phillies team, no Bryce Harper. Over the last few weeks, they're striking out 24% of the time versus right-handed pitching. Uh, this is a team that's not clicking in all cylinders. So Scherzer's a really good play. I'm not going to talk you off of Max Scherzer. He's not my top play, though, because I'd rather play Zach Wheeler at 10-7, $700 cheaper than Max Scherzer. Uh, Wheeler's coming off of three straight 30-plus point performances. 
If he, he's got 30 plus in four of five. He's got 30 plus in five of seven. Uh, he's had some downers. It happens with Wheeler, but the strikeouts have been there 10 or more Ks in three straight starts. Um, he's got like basically six or more Ks in every start this season. He's been very, very good. Now he goes up against the Washington team. You know, Soto's heating up. That's cool and all. But it's overall the Washington team striking out 22.5% of the time, 237 average, 84 WRC plus for his right-handed pitching. Uh, Wheeler at 10-7, to me, comes into this matchup in a similar situation as Max Scherzer. So give me Wheeler at 10-7 if you're choosing to pay up. I like him quite a bit and equally, if not slightly better. Like He's like the 1A to Scherzer's 1B if paying up on this slate. Now if you want to pay up pivot off of these two in a potentially a better matchup, you got Freddie Peralta at 10-4 against the Arizona Diamondbacks coming off a nice 30-point performance at Washington, those Nationals we just talked about. And he's got 30 or more points in three of his last four starts. He's been electric. He has seven or more Ks in four straight starts, uh, one earned run or less in three of four, two earned runs less in all four. So he's been outstanding. An Arizona team who you know put up four runs on on Thursday, looked okay, but still striking out 25% of the time for right-handed pitching with a 231 average, 119 ISO, and 79 WRC plus over the last couple of weeks versus right-handed pitching. So I think Freddie Peralta, very, very good play tonight. Very nice pivot off of Wheeler and Scherzer if you're paying up with the position. That's where I'd be looking with Peralta and company. Now some mid-range options for you. you got Spencer Turnbull at 83 um, going up against the White Sox. Most people don't want to target the White Sox. What did we talk about in yesterday's show, people? Casey Mize, Casey Mize. Casey Mize. Well, he puts you up close to 20 points, if not more. He might have got over 20 towards the end, but if not, pretty darn close to 20 points at a bargain basement price. Now, you got Turnbull at 8300 bucks. Three of his last four starts have been outstanding, one of those being that no-no against Seattle. But he went into New York and absolutely dealt five and two-thirds, three hits, one and six Ks. The strikeouts have been there of late for Mize. Now, it's a White Sox team. You know They can get the job done from time to time, but they also are scuffling a bit, striking out 23.5% of the time versus right-handed pitching. So I think it's a very nice contrarian play with uh, Turnbull. Not a cash game play, but Turnbull at 83, big fan of uh, as a nice GPP mid-priced play on this slate. Kyle Gibson appears to be coming off the IL to make the start for the Texas Rangers. 7600 bucks was absolutely dealing before um, he got put on the IL. He's facing a Tampa Bay team, striking out 25.4% of the time. First right-handed pitching, but they're hitting the ball very, very well. Ask Garrett Cole about that. They have Austin Meadows, who's crushing everything. So I think Kyle Gibson's a good value, good tournament value. I also don't I don't disagree with maybe going with some Yankees or at least an Austin Meadows one-off. I think cheap pitching-wise, there's a lot of like okay plays. Kyle Gibson's like the slightly better than okay play. So I think he fits the mold. The one we love, if you're a regular listener to the show, and we use him time and time again because DK, like Fandel has him priced at 9500 bucks, Respectable. But Shohei Otani is only 7600 bucks against the Seattle Mariners. Now, it's always risky with Shohei. No doubt about that. Uh, you know, six innings, three earned, four walks, five Ks his last time out. You just never know what he's going to do, but he's got the ceiling. He's got SP1 ceiling. He's got 25 to 30 plus point upside ceiling at 7600 bucks, You don't get that from a lot of 7600 bucks guys. A lot of it's the walks with him. He's been having massive, massive walk issues. But you have the Seattle Mariners team striking out uh, 26.5% of the time versus right-handed pitching, hitting 194 with a 135 ISO and a 76 WRC+. Jake Fraley hit a three-run homer off of Griffin Canyon on Thursday night. That was about, That's what broke the camel's back. That ball stays in the yard, whole other ball game. So Shohei Otani at 76, absolutely loved him. I like the idea of pairing Shohei with uh, Peralta or Wheeler or Scherzer 
I think there's a lot to like there. I'm not 100% sure I want Shohei in cash just for the volatility that comes with Shohei Otani, but I think he's a very, very good play in 100% an SP2 in tournaments. Love the SP2 play in tournaments. Uh, now, when you're going cheaper here, we got some. We got a handful of sub-7K options that you need to check lineups and keep an eye on things, but like Cody Poteet re- coming back to join the Marlins against the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, Poteet struggled against Boston, but then against the Mets in Philadelphia and Arizona, put up three absolute gems, uh, 26, 14, 3, and 20.6. Now you get a Pittsburgh Pirates team that you know you can pick on, striking out 23% of the time versus right-handed pitching. So Poteet's interesting at his price point. You have Josh Fleming, who I'll probably pass on because he has to be super efficient. But if the right uh, Texas lineup comes out, I can see the upside there. Then you have Mitch Keller at 5600 bucks. He is literally a coin toss. It's all or nothing with Mitch Keller, but it's against the Miami offense that you can pick on. Uh, that that doesn't scare you a ton. It wouldn't shock me if they put up some runs, but they're striking out 27% of the time versus right-handed pitching with an 82 WRC+. plus Over the last few weeks. So uh, Mitch Keller, he's either going to get you an absolute gem, which he did his last time out, five innings, two hits, no runs, uh, six Ks for 24.9, then it's 7.3, then it's 17.9, then it's minus 7.9, then it's 24.4, then it's minus 3.6, 14.3, minus 11, 23. So it's literally every other start, it's good or bad. You don't know which, which color you're going to get, but in a tournament at 56 against the Miami Marlins, there's definite tournament appeal there. Lastly, Brad Keller, if you're feeling really frisky at 55 against Minnesota, Keller changed his pitch mix up. He's been much, much better of late. So I could see that being a tournament appeal. But bottom line, you're going to want one of the guys up top. You got Scherzer and Wheeler. I prefer Wheeler over Scherzer, especially with the $700 discount. I love Peralta as a pivot off the two. I, I probably have Peralta above those two personally. I think he's the better play at 1040. Save some cash in a better scenario. So that's where I'm standing on that one. And then you have Turnbull, Shohei. Love Shohei. Like if I have to make one lineup, give me Peralta and Shohei. That's where I'm going. Uh, then you got Poteet, Fleming, Keller, Keller. Those are your punt plays. So I, I'm trying to stick with the big dogs up top, sprinkling in some Turnbull, Shohei, and maybe Kyle Gibson if you really need to. But um, it, it's the Shohei Peralta show for me for the most part. All right, let's go game by game, talking up some bats for you real quick. 15-game slate. Some of these teams we're not going to want much of. Some we will. Let's start with Miami at Pittsburgh. Again, you have Poteet versus Mitch Keller. If you believe the bad Mitch Keller shows up, you got Garrett Cooper, who's swinging it really well. You have Corey Dickerson, the left-handed bat there. Jazz Chisholm is always a great play, even if you don't think Keller's going to be like, Jazz Chisholm's a one-off, if you if you so so please. I'm not in love with this stack, but I could see it being contrarian. It's not a full stack. It's more like a, a Chisholm one-off or a Chisholm-Cooper combo, like a two-man, uh, maybe Dickerson at the most. Pittsburgh side of things, you got Adam Fraser leading the league in, in hits. Reynolds is heating up. He went deep again on Thursday. Gregory Polanco is always a tournament viable play. I'm not looking to stack against Poteet, but one-offs are there. For the most part, though, I'm probably crossing Miami-Pittsburgh off outside of a Jazz Chisholm one-off. That's kind of where I'm at there. Washington-Philadelphia, love both pitchers here. 15-game slate, I don't think you need to get too cute. Like, if you want to get a couple one-offs because, you know, Washington, you know, Scherzer will give up some homers, sure. For the most part, I'm just going to pass on Washington-Philly. If you're looking for one-offs, though, Brad Keller's affordable and has had some success. And Odubor Herrera is 3200 bucks, hitting with some power of late. He's taken Scherzer deep a couple times in his career. So Odubor Herrera would be a nice one-off, cheap option if that's your angle in that game. Again, 15-game slate. You don't have to get super cute in this one. Cleveland, Baltimore. You have Mejia opening up with Morgan following. 
Um, and then you have Aiken starting for Baltimore. Cleveland side of things, Ahmed Rosario swinging it well, and he's got the left. He's facing the lefty Aiken. You got Jose Ramirez. Um, one of my favorite plays at thirty three hundred bucks is Harold Ramirez singing a really really good bat for the Cleveland Indians. So you can get some nice value there um, in that game. Baltimore side of things, though, you got the opener bullpen. Always like a like I'm a fan of Chad, uh, Mullins. Always a fan of Santander's value, but Mountcastle swinging it really well. DJ Stewart in a tournament swinging it very well. So you got some nice tournament appeal with Baltimore. They're one of those kind of cheaper tournament stacks. I don't mind. Like you could legit probably get like a Peralta Wheeler combo, make a Baltimore stack with a couple other. There's a couple other cheap stacks we're going to talk about, and be okay. I'm not saying it's a must. Not saying it's the best thing to do, but Baltimore gives you some very solid upside value because they're in Camden Yards. They're not in Cleveland, so there is some serious um, appeal with some Baltimore action on this slate. Boston at New York, the battle of the rivalry, a four-and-a-half-hour baseball game probably. It's Eovaldi versus King. Right now, you know, Devers is outstanding. Both these teams are kind of priced down a bit, which is very, very nice. So if you're on the Boston side of things, you can target King, and it's going to be King and the Yankees' bullpen. Yankees' bullpen is pretty good. So that's what makes it hard to target Boston in this game. If you want Devers and you want to bring, like, a hot Renfro or some other guys, sure. I'm more interested on the Yankee side. I think especially the value you got your Shillas super cheap. Andahar was went deep again on Thursday. He's basically like 2,600. Um, there's a lot of value to be had on both sides. Part of me just wants to cross this game off because of potential rain and just the headache of the bullpen game. But you know, both these teams are going to put up offense. So if you want to get some of the value in this game, that's where I would lean outside of Devers. He's, he's not cheap but he's very worth he's worth 4700 he's cheaper than he should be let's put it that way so don't mind devers in that scenario at all all righty then houston at toronto in buffalo new york you have ryu granky uh two decent pitchers we all know i i target granky as often as possible toronto's expensive toronto's very expensive toronto's also very very good so they're one of those teams I don't mind stacking, especially because most people won't stack against Granky. So you'll get Toronto at some value, like Simeon's on fire, Vladito's on fire, Bichette's on fire. But like Gritchick and Gurriel are affordable. You got Teoscar Hernandez. Maybe Rowdy Telez gets in there at, at DH as, as a nice cheap option. There's ways to build Toronto. It's one of the few, I'd say, expensive stacks I like on this slate, more so because I like fading Granky and I like the fact that people like Granky. So you get a very, very powerful baseball team Low owned, like super low owned on a 15 game slate. Houston side of things, I'll pretty much pass fading Ryu. If you want to go there, sure. It's just not for me on a 15 game slate, at least not at this point in time. Let's see what the lineups come out and more happens. But right now, first look, this is where I'm sitting at this moment. Dodgers at the Atlanta Braves, Urias versus Anderson. Two really good pitchers. Really doesn't make me want to target many bats here. Like you can get some discounts with the Dodgers if they throw out like a BD out or even Lux is affordable. Kyle Seeger. Uh, I mean, uh, Corey Seager's traveling with the team, so maybe he comes back soon. Um, there'll be values. Bellinger's heating up. He's not a value. But if you want to go Dodgers, they're always in play because their offense is just so damn good. Like, they are that good. I'm just not there against Ian Anderson because I respect Ian Anderson. thing is, the Braves' bullpen's very bad. So if somehow they work the pitch count up or he gets out early, you could have some fun with that for sure. Flip side, Atlanta. Acuna's on fire. Albies is swinging it really, really hot. Um, you have Riley, Swanson, a lot of guys that can hit left-handed pitching well. I just respect both pitchers enough to not really go all in on a 15-game slate on this one. Tampa Bay at Texas, we have Kyle Gibson versus Josh Fleming. Um, lefty Fleming 
you could go Adelise Garcia, still pricier than he was before Coors, but still not pricey enough. So you got him, you got like Solak, IKF, some of those options there versus Fleming. Plus Fleming, he's got to be super efficient or he's going to be out after like four innings. So then you got Ray's bullpen, which is good. So Texas is a tough one to pinpoint in this game as well. Gibson's been very good. Mendoza is up to 5900 bucks. He's worth it as a one-off. I'm not really looking to stack Tampa Bay, though. Uh, if you want to go like a like a, a, a uh, Meadows with a Wendell, um, maybe a Margot, stuff like that, you can. Just not lean in a Tampa Bay stack just yet. Like they're swinging it really, really well, but they're not they're they're not as consistent as we like. And uh, traveling, all that good stuff from New York to, to Texas, I'm going to sit out on that one. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. Maybe they put out a lineup that, that tickles my fancy. And I'm like, okay, I got to get some. And maybe maybe Kyle Gibson gets scratched and it's a tr- Texas bullpen game because Texas bullpen is one of the worst in all of baseball. Well, then we're back on Tampa Bay. And maybe we find out Gibson off the IL is only going to throw 60 pitches. Well, we're back on Tampa Bay. So a few things we got to find out as the game goes on on um, on Friday. Arizona at Milwaukee. We love the stack on Thursday. It played off pretty well. We love it again tonight. Not the Arizona side, though, because we like Peralta, but Peacock making the start for Arizona. Give me all the Milwaukee bats we can. It sucks Colton Wong left injured on Thursday, but um, Urias came in, hit a home run or two, so he's feasible. We still like Avi. Yelich is slowly heating up. If you're going to full stack, Vogelbach is very, very affordable. Adamas is swinging it well, so there is definitely some. Omar Narvaez is always in play. So Milwaukee's one of the, the stacks I like more than others on this slate. Detroit, Chicago White Sox, Turnbull, Keuchel. Um, I'm not looking to attack Turnbull. If you are, Moncada is probably one of the hotter hitters in their lineup. Uh, Grandal went deep on Thursday. He's a guy you can target as well. He's a little cheaper than your mean Mercedes. But as a whole, not looking to really target. And Jake Lamb's affordable. So if you want like a Moncada, Grandal, Lamb, they're like the four, five, six, or five, six, seven hitters, it's a cheap Chicago stack. You can go that route if you want. But turn, but Detroit, on the other hand, Keiko limits damage. It's very frustrating. So I'm probably not going to have a lot of Detroit action either. It's just one of those games I'm just going to kind of cross off unless you're using Turnbull. Minnesota-Kansas City, though, you got Keller versus Shoemaker. If you want to target Keller with Minnesota, Larnack super cheap. Kirilov's very affordable. And then you still got the usual suspects. And, you know, Donaldson hit two homers on Thursday. You've got uh, the very cheap catchers in either Rortford or Jeffers. Jeffers has caught two straight games. So I wouldn't be shocked if it's Rortford. Um, you're going to get some nice value there with uh, Minnesota, especially that Larnick Kirilov stuff. It's very, very affordable. But uh, give me some more Kansas City tonight. We loved them on Thursday. They got the job done. They're facing Shoemaker, who is a massive pitch. Like He gets like two strikeouts a game. Like It's it's bad. It's straight pitch to contact action there with Shoe. So give me some Royals. Salvi, two homers on Thursday. Go back to the Salvi well. Whit Merrifield, Ben and Tindy's heating up. Um, there's a ton to like Dozier went deep. Solaire, maybe if you're going super deep in stacks, but there's a ton to like in that in that uh, Kansas City stack. I forgot the Milwaukee stack. JBJ is super cheap, and he went deep on Thursday. So he's a value piece of that stack if you want him. But Kansas City, one of my favorite stacks, again, on this slate. Cincinnati at St. Louis, Luis Castillo, Kwang Hung Kim. Uh, I'm good with both both bats on this one. We, you know, like I love Luis Castillo. It's disappointing. I hope I'm wrong, but Give me, give me those Cardinals bats. Carlson's very affordable. Edmonds actually cheaper. The DK priced the Cardinals as if Castillo is still good. That's the beauty. Like Edmond was five K on Thursday. He's forty four on Friday. He's stealing bags. He's getting the job done. Carlson, uh, Goldie had the day off. He should be back. You have uh, O'Neill swinging it well. Arenado swinging it well. I love a Cardinal stack in this one. Keep attacking Castillo, but you can bring it back. 
Winker versus lefty, I don't care. You got Castellanos. India's swinging it well. Uh, Suarez loves facing a lefty. This is a potential game stack in Cincinnati and St. Louis. So uh, see what the lineups put out there, and you can definitely – like Carlson's way too cheap. There's a couple other cheap pieces to make the values work out with the expensive pieces in that game. Coors Field, Oakland at Colorado, Frankie Montas, John Gray. Obviously, I'm not going to use those two pitchers in Coors, but you wouldn't be shocked if they got it done just because that's the way it's going lately. But give me some of the Colorado bats. Like I love love what McMahon's doing. Love the value of Daza hitting second at 3K. Um, overall, just they, they, like they, they, Rogers, Fuentes, they always spit out value that shouldn't be there. So check that lineup. The Oakland side, I think Tony Kim's very affordable. So is Seth Brown. Two very, very cheap pieces. Matt Olson's priced up. Still a great play in Coors Field. I wish they had the DH or they put Mitch Moreland in the outfield because he's $3,200, which is way too cheap for Coors Field. So I love Moreland if he's in the lineup. Just don't see it happening. So this is one of those games to definitely check the lineup because you're going to get some nice Coors value because both these teams have it with their usual lineups. We just got to see who makes the lineup on Friday. But some nice stuff to like in Colorado. Seattle at the Angels. Shohei Otani, Duggar, bullpen game for Seattle. So we love Shohei. If you want to fade him, go for it. But I'm not going to. I'm just going to suck it up, and he's my dude, and we're going to roll with him. Unless I, if I find out he's going to be chalky, well, then we'll talk about a Seattle stack in the in the Slack chat. But right now, Shohei, SP2. But the Angels bats against Duggar and the bullpen. Seattle's bullpen's not great. Um, you got Jared Walsh, who who can swing it well. Rendon's heating up. Um, my buddy Keen, um, Keen Wong should be batting second for the Angels. He's 2,500. So there is some nice value with the Angels in this one. Two more games to break down for you here. Cubs, Giants, Arietta, Scott Casimir, game stack. Game stack, late night, West Coast, Hammer, game stack. I love attacking Jake Arietta. You get Wade for cheap. You have Crawford, who went deep on Thursday. Posey's always in play. Wilmer Flores, but you got like Duggar's cheap. Talkman's cheap. I love this Giants lineup. See what gets spit out. We can mix and match things and have a lot of fun here. Uh, definitely, definitely like some more Giants. They put up seven runs on Thursday. Wouldn't be shocked if we see it again on Friday. And then you got Scott Kazmir, spot start, start in the Giants bullpen. The Cubs versus lefties is outstanding. Chris Bryant's a phenomenal play. Javi Baez, great play. Um, Patrick Wisdom is a phenomenal play, and he's very affordable. I love a game stack here. Cubs, Giants, stack the whole thing up. Whole thing. Mets, San Diego, Blake Snell, Lucchesi, both left-handed pitchers, both left-handed pitchers you can target. So uh, Machado, Tatis came back and had a monster game on Thursday. Don't even mind Rick Cronenworth versus the lefty. Maybe Tommy Pham comes back. Uh, mix and match some good, good Padres against Lucchesi. But more importantly, it's so frustrating because the Mets have been so bad. But Lindor's heating up. you got Pete Alonso. Kevin Pilar's had good success versus Snell. There are avenues to try and target Blake Snell. I can't stand Blake Snell, so the Mets are in play. It's tough to stomach. I get it, but that's an angle to go on this slate. But favorite stacks here, Cubs-Giants. Uh, I love that game. Love Cubs-Giants, both sides of it. Um, the A's, uh, Colorado. Uh, St. Louis versus Castillo. Kansas City is a big stack for Shoemaker. Uh, Milwaukee versus Arizona, big stack as well. And then it's just kind of piecing a little bit. It's like Baltimore could be a good one versus Cleveland. And then Toronto versus Houston. That's where I'm looking. But that late night Cubs Giants hammer is where I'm planting my flag. Hopefully we do well. But it's a 15 game slate, so make multiple stacks, make multiple lineups, have some fun. Remember Scherzer, Wheeler, Peralta, all very much in play. I think I, I rank them Peralta, Wheeler, Scherzer. I think Peralta is a phenomenal pivot off the main two targets. So another angle to go on that one. 
Turnbull, an interesting GPP play in the middle. Love Shohei Otani as my SP2. Um, Kyle Gibson's okay. They got Petit, Fleming, Keller, and Keller. If you're getting really weird, uh, if I'm making one lineup, it's Peralta, and it is Shohei Otani. That's what I'm looking at. So we'll see how it goes. We'll see what lineups come out. We'll see what more news comes out to maybe change up our thought process as this is a first-look podcast. A lot of news comes out in the next you know, 14, 16 hours or so. But check me out on Twitter at BDNTrick. If you want to get in the free fantasy DJs Slack chat, just hit me up. We'll take care of you there. Also, check out my written content at rotoballer.com. Join rotoballer.com premium package for $69 for the rest of the year. It's season-long MLB and DFS MLB. Use promo code Bubba for a discount there. Give MLB DFS Quick Kits a rating review on iTunes. I would really, really appreciate it. But for now, good luck tonight. Enjoy your week and have a safe and happy weekend. I'll be back with you on Monday as this was MLB DFS Quick Kits, your Friday, June 4th edition. I'm out. 